0: Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with LaKeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, LaKeisha M. Johnson. Steady me, steady me, steady me, me. Thank you for you can steady me. Good morning. Hey my love. Woo, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Woo. Y'all just don't know. I see miracles all around me. My God. Come on, y'all. Woo. Thank you, Father. Y'all share the video. That's what I'm doing. Inside of me. Oh, oh. Oh. Woo. Um, <laughs> Woo! Bless you, Joe. My God. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Oh, uh, uh, come on. Ask him to steady you. Hey, I always need him. Come on, Kim Yarley. We got to talk this week. Thanks, my way. Me. I take. Only you can come storming me only you can. can restore me when I'm on steady me only you Good morning Moralton me. Steady mees sir so tell me what I need to do The only one I need to be listening To is you So I'ma take your hand And I'ma let you lead me through Uh-uh um. No matter what the pressure Pressure. You will always be there Answer, answer Ooh. Only you know how to tell me ready, my heart, Come on, let y'all come my, my way Help me trust you Thank you, Lord. Woo! thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank, you, thank, you, thank, you thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Yeah, only you can steady me. Come on, y'all. No matter what the pressure, He's always gonna be the answer. My way ahead of me before my feet with every step I take only you Only you can steady me Steady me My God Only you can, can steady, steady, me. steady me Steady me my God. Father God, we just thank you Ooh, for relieving the pressure. Ooh, my God, my God, my God. I can sense and feel that so many of you have been under pressure. Ooh, pressure, pressure. Ooh, we talked about pressure a couple of weeks ago. Pressure is going to produce diamonds or bust pipes. So we thank you, Father God, this morning, my God, for relieving the pressure. We thank you, Father God, for relieving the pressure. We thank you, Father God, for relieving the pressure. Oh, my God. I thank you, Lord God, for relieving the pressure, the stress, the tension. My God, let them be overwhelmed with your goodness let them be overwhelmed with your mercy let them receive fresh grace my god somebody some of y'all i'm not saying i'm not gonna say somebody i'm gonna say what the holy spirit said some of y'all have had so much pressure that it's ran from the base of your neck down your spine that's what the pre that's where the intensity the pressure been from like the base of your head right here and it's ram. your spine almost feels rigid. Your spine feels intense. That's been what the pressure has been like from the base of your head down your spine. That's the intensity that you've been feeling where pressure is concerned. My God. And it's like you just needed to some release from the pressure. Like if I was probably a surgeon, and, and can I tell y'all something? I don't know anything about medicine other than what the Lord will show me sometimes in the spirit. Like if I was a skilled surgeon, I would probably insert something in the lower lumbar region to drain out whatever it was causing pressure. So the pressure has been like from the back of your head, running down your spine right there into your lower back, right? And if I was a skilled surgeon, I would set something or put a needle or put something right there, right there in your spine, right there in your area for the pressure to be relieved and released off you, right? And then you feel good because we like things to, we see things often in the natural and not in the spiritual. Well, that's what the Lord will do for you. That's what the spirit does. The spirit comes to bring an insurmountable pre- release of, of the pressure Off your life today, like a weight in the chunk of your head. My God, my God, that's been depression. I'm only gonna speak by the spirit today. That's been depression, it's been fueled by an oppressive spirit that has tried to come against you. In so many ways, so we break, my God, loose and lacerate from your life this spirit of depression, this spirit of oppression that's been trying to come against your life. My God, it's even had some of you walking off balance. My God. So I thank you, Father God, for you being healer. I thank you, Lord God, for the insurmountable pressure that your people have been under. My God. That they receive your fresh grace. Oh, Jesus. That they receive your fresh grace this morning. That they receive a fresh anointing this morning. My God, that they receive the peace. My God, that passes all understanding. If that's you, I hope you receive that this morning. You are not supposed to be under that level of pressure. There is grace for every circumstance. And I feel the release the power of the Holy Spirit coming to release you from that type of pressure. And I just thank you, Father God, for releasing your pressure today. My God, that you just tap into that today, that you just receive that today, and you receive that by faith. My God, I thank you for your healing power. I thank you for a fresh anointing that destroys the yoke. I thank you, Father God, for you being God, in our life and you being God alone. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for all you are, for giving us the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding, my God, to see and understand and experience the power of God. Thank you, Katina, for telling me it's you. The power of God like never before. I thank you, Lord God, for releasing the pressure, my God, off your Sons and your daughters, and we receive your healing virtue by faith, my God, in Jesus' name, amen. So, I want to um, I just need to I'm gonna share, I'm not gonna share names because I don't have permission to share their names and their stories, but I do need to tell you how amazing God is and how divine God is and I just have the last two days experienced creative miracles and the power of God through others. I told you guys a few weeks ago I teach on a prayer call and I got to tell you the rest of the story because I feel like I need to show you the testimonies of how powerful God is and how powerful prayer is and how we bring heaven to earth through our prayers. Well, the man of God a few weeks ago and our Saturday prayer group that I leave for my dad that we studied together, um, we have been praying for a creative miracle for one of the ladies' brothers who I told you, we don't I don't even know if he's saved, but he needed a lung transplant and he's an older gentleman, and none of this makes sense what God, but the fact that the prayers of the righteous, and I'm smiling so deep in the inside because this is so powerful, the prayers of the righteous available as much right and so um he he was supposed to get a set of lungs. Lump- well first of all he was so far down on the transplant list this is the third time in the last two years that somebody has been so far down on the transplant list or in a place where it didn't even seem like it was going to manifest my god i know somebody has gotten a new heart I know somebody that's gotten a set of kidneys. I know somebody now that has had a set of lungs, right? All at the, what we consider the nick of time. This is how powerful. And so he um, was supposed, we had been praying, right? And they, they kept him in the hospital because they needed to have him under 24 hour care. And we just began to pray for him some new lungs. First week, second week, came in, we began to pray because they thought they had lungs for him. Well, we thought they had lungs for him, right? No, they were like, he's 20th on the list. So 20th on the list is so far down. And then they thought they had new lungs for him. But when the doctor began to examine the lungs, the lungs had pneumonia in them and would have put him in a worse circumstance or a worse situation, right? And so the doctor was like, no, we can't give him these lungs. A few hours later, somebody say, a few hours later. A few hours later, they had another set of lungs for them. My God. You are so faithful. You are so faithful. Yesterday, she texted to us in the group and said, oh, He was sitting up. He was eating. And he was able to talk on the telephone. He was sitting up. He was eating. And he was able to talk on the telephone. If that's not my God. If that's not my God. If that's not my God, if that's not my God, if that's not my God. If that's not my God, and I know somebody is like, well somebody had to die. But can I tell you what a praise, what a what a life of praise that is to the person who died who said that I'm not going to be selfish. My God, he was sitting up eating, eating food. All the tubes were out within like 24 hours. All the tubes were gone. He's sitting up eating and able to talk on the phone. Our God is healer. Like our God is healer. Our God is so powerful. Our God is so significant. And then another one of my sisters, come on now. <laughs> she had, I, I'm just, I'm going to give you a little bit of our testimony. I got it. Too. She had been in pain for so long and she felt the spirit of the Lord lead her to have this surgery. She kept saying there's something else going on in my body. Can I tell you they found out there was something else going on in her body that was bigger than the issue than they said and they were able to release the tension, release the pressure, correct the problem and i am just believe in God and decree and declare that she gonna be pain-free. She gonna have a pain-free recovery but just the power of god her persistence to to do what she felt like the lord was leading her to do my god my god and for god to move so powerful something to be going on in her body that they couldn't really tell and that they couldn't really see but god is healer oh sometimes we be like well he worked it. he it didn't matter what the surgeon did God is healer. Her insistence to obey. My God, creative miracles. The hands and power of God like never before. Why? Because He is that kind of God. He is the kind of God we serve. My God, He is the. That is the kind of God we serve. He is such a powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing, prevalent prominent dominant distinctive oh my god on time god and i i just know i'm gonna be healer so whatever it is you need my god that you stand in need of today don't give up in faith we did 41 days of prayer and the testimonies and the miracles and the signs and the people are like woman of God, just, just in it, just crazy faith, just standing in faith, just believing God. We believe God house. sold. I don't even think the house was on the market, new house built before it's time and a new job. She was believing God for at the same time, her husband was healed from cancer. All of this popped off. All of this popped off. And when she was sharing with me what God did for her, she was like, you know, she was just talking to me about God. And all God kept saying to me was, she patiently waited. Oh, Jesus. She patiently waited. She took her thoughts captive and she patiently waited. On God to be God. That's all when she was sharing her testimony with me. That's all the Lord was saying. She patiently waited She persistent. She pursued God. She pursued the things of God She just kept worshiping and when she was sharing, he said she patiently She patiently waited on this my God She patient and can I tell you I know the stress and pressure of what it's like to be a caregiver I know how hard that is. Caregiving will pull you into something that's overwhelming and that's consuming. Caregiving, really, the the, the the sick person that's sick, but the assignment against the caregiver gets so weighty and so heavy. But I watched this woman of God continue to pursue God. My God. Like never before, she continued to pursue God. She and he just kept saying, She waited on that miracle. She waited on every miracle and everything that she was waiting on, produced in the right time. Can I tell you the same God that she served is the same God, my God, that you serve, that you serve the same God that loves her, the same God that we see these creative miracles. That's the same, that's the amazing same God that loves you. My God, that's the amazing same God that will keep you. That's the amazing same God that will strengthen you. That's the amazing same God, my God, that will heal you, that will protect you. That's the kind of God we Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. You Lord for your faithfulness for your children. Woo! My 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 my. can I tell y'all something? When other people get blessed, when other people get healed, when other people, when things are happening for other people, I like it's for me, like it's like it's happening for me. I don't that's all, all those are miracles, all those are signs. All those are wonders. All those are God. That's why you got to learn how to celebrate other people's blessings. And just because it's bigger than them. It's the kingdom. It's a move of God. The Lord has testified so many times in his word. My God. My God. He has testified so many times in his word on how he will do things. Come on, y'all. For a generation. (laughs) Glory to God. Lord, I thank you for doing things for a generation. I thank you, Lord God, for assigning things for a generation. I thank you for removing things. I thank you, Lord God, that we are assigned. My God, sign for the generation. Sign for the generation. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. Woo! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, y'all. Thank Him for being a sign. Woo! my God. My God, I thank you. You are a sign for the generations. Woo! in Jesus' name, amen. Now, let's get the word in today. We are still... If you are new to the devotional, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, aka LMJ, and we are so happy to welcome you here to our community of believers who are growing in grace in the things of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father God, for the power of God being evident in our life. And right now, we are learning how to manage the soil of our hearts so that we can be Be imitators of God. Ephesians 5 and 1 says to us, Be imitators of God. Um, Copy Him. Follow His example. As well-beloved children, imitate their Father and walk continually in love. That is, value one another. Practice empathy and compassion. Unselfishly seeking the best for others. Just as Christ also loved you and gave Himself up for us, And offering a sacrifice to God, slain for you, so that it becomes a sweet fragrance. Oh, so that you can become a sweet fragrance. Can you put that in your life today? I want to be a sweet fragrance. I want to be a sweet fragrance. Oh, I want to be. Come on, y'all. I want to be a sweet fragrance. Oh, say that. I want to smell good. I want to leave a sweet fragrance. Wherever I go, my God! Come on now, declare that over your life. I will be a sweet fragrance. Ooh, my God, I want to be a sweet fragrance. I will live and leave a sweet fragrance everywhere I go. I'm not people. People are not gonna hate to see me coming. People are gonna hate to see me leave. Ooh, come on now. You're not, people shouldn't hate to see, people shouldn't be like hating to see you come. People are be like, I don't, i be, I don't know, here she go. I, we don't want to be like that. We want to be a sweet fragrance. We want to be pleasing to God. People should be happy to see us coming. People should be like, oh my God, there go LMJ. Oh, my God, when she leaves, you feel better. When you talk to her, you feel better. There go LMJ. Like, I want to be a sweet fragrance. Oh, God, when people experience us, oh my God, they should experience Jesus Christ. And so we have been over in Matthew dealing with the heart. So I'm dealing with my heart today. Ooh. I'm dealing with my heart today. Come on. I'm dealing with my heart today. And we've learned over time, right? That there are seeds, there are things. First of all, we've learned that we're a seed. The second thing um, that we've learned, right? Wait, the second thing that we've learned is that our hearts, right? That our hearts need to be corrected our hearts need to be dealt with that there may be some things that are planted in our hearts that do not line up with god my god so holy spirit exposed to us all the things that are planted in my heart because we want people to be able to eat off the fruit of our tree we want people to be able to eat off the fruit of our tree my god what we got What, what we want people to be able to eat off the fruit of our tree if i'm direct alignment with god and then remember john 15 right he says what i'm i'm the vine right you're the branches right the father is the vine dresser remain in me and remain in you whatever is in you that's not fruitful i'm gonna take out and then whatever in you that's even bearing more fruit i'm gonna teach you to bear more fruit well when i can eat off the fruit of your tree oh my god that's planted inside of me then guess what's gonna happen i've I'm going to grow some of this, right? In the ladies devotional um, yesterday, I dropped a word about a model. I'm going to eat a model. I'm going to eat at that model. I don't become a direct replica, but I take the model and the model approach molds me into what? I'm eating off your tree. God is invisible right? We don't see God. So a lot of what we experience is through kingdom, through people. Come on, y'all. So it's important that my tree be right, right? Well, uh, somebody was sharing a story with me about somebody watching them that they didn't even know what were watching them. And they were like, I've seen you parents, right? I've seen you parent, da 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 you know, You're teaching us. I'm watching you parent. Which is teaching us how to parent. Well then she came back and said. But it's because I watched somebody else. She was like because I watched somebody else. That fruit abounds to the count. Then the other person that she was talking to. Was like. But because I was seated in the presence of the Lord. Oh come on now. I was seated in the presence of the Lord. The reason that I even know how to parent like this was the presence of the lord so she ate off she got what she needed from the lord and then this person tapped into her and now somebody else is tapping into her that's what kingdom is supposed to be like come on y'all Woo! we gotta stay connected to the vine. We got to humble ourselves. My God, we got to model ourselves. Can you put that in your notes today? I need to model myself after the things of the Lord. Oh, Jesus. Not after nothing in this man-made system. I need to model myself after the things of the Lord. So, we, we got to the place where God revealed to us we needed to amend. We went over into Matthew and looked at the parable of the soils, and we noticed that there are some things in our heart that God had begun to reveal to us. And so we begin a spiritual heart check, right? We begin a spiritual heart check to, to look at the things in our heart, right? right? Things that may surface, things that may not surface, Right? So we begin to look at the things in our heart. The Holy Spirit said, y'all need to check your heart, right? Say, say this, a heart check is necessary in my life. Ooh, Jesus, a heart check is necessary Ooh, in my life. I got to be open just like I go in to get physical checkups. I got to be open for my heart to be checked. And can I tell you something? You, my God, I thank you for this. Remember the word lays over, open our heart. We learned that in the scripture, as we spent time chewing on the word of God, the Word of God lays open our heart. Well once the word ooh, so, thank you, some things can be discovered to you in surgery. I gotta go. I'm not gonna run. Some things cannot be discovered until you in surgery. I'm out. Thank you for the revelation. Some things cannot be discussed. Some things. oh, Oh, the Holy Spirit is something else. Something. The Word of God lays open our heart, right? Once the Word of God lays open our heart, right? There are some things. Oh, there are some problems. There are some issues there's some things, my God, Holy Spirit, thank you for this. There are some things that are not going to be discovered until, until you're in spiritual surgery. Say on the surface, my, <laughs> you're a living testimony, woman of God. <laughs> you're a living testimony. Thank you for sharing your story. You're a living testimony. Some things, just some things are on the surface, right? Woo! I'm out. Thank you, Father. Surgery is necessary. Lord, I thank you. Some things. Yes. Oh! That's how I feel, Mama Jeanette. My mind got blown by the Holy Spirit this morning. Oh! Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Some things. Some things are not discovered. Oh, until you opened up. Oh, Something see we we the surface, oh God, we look for the visible things often, my God, there's a depth to this, I'm not gonna play with though. I feel the fire God on me, my God, some things like a regular examination, oh Jesus, where we just examine ourselves, right, or where we people are just examining us. But some things, oh it takes a skilled surgeon. I'm out. <laughs> ooh, I'm out, oh out, oh out. It takes a skilled surgeon. Oh, somebody with a fine tune, an eye, a training. Oh Jesus. It takes something, a skill set to discover the real problem. It takes a skill set to get to the root. Well, who better than Jeremiah 1 and 5, the one that formed you in your mother's room. Oh, Holy Spirit, I pray don't me (laughs) this morning. Oh, that's so powerful. Can I tell you something about I understand about surgery? I gotta go. I cannot... I got to release this this morning. Can I tell you? Thank you for the obedience. Can I tell you something about surgery? There's always a preparation process. Can I give it to you how I'm seeing it in the spirit? There are some of you, like prior to surgery. Woo! Holla, shick it out, man. Prior to surgery, I'm just going to tell you how I'm seeing this in the spirit. This is how God talks to me. Prior to surgery, come on now come on holy spirit (laughs) oh my god my god my god my god can i just show it to you how the lord is showing it to me prior to surgery prep for surgery right you go see the doctor we discover that there is something wrong right we discover i'm we discover I'm not. That's the Holy Spirit leading you, right? You discover there's something not fruitful. There, you discover there's something that's not adding up. The depression is still looming. The cycles are still happening. You're discover. You've discovered there's something else. There's something else going on. Oh, Jesus, my God. There's something else going on. You've discovered that there's there's something off kilter. There's something not right. My God. You, you laboring over this thing. Whoa, Jesus. You, you're dealing with this thing. You've been casting this thing out. You've been trying to manifest this thing. You've been trying to figure out why you feel like this. Oh, my God. So prior to surgery, I tell, I'm telling y'all, I had no, I don't have no medical experience. I just see this thing prior to surgery. They're going to give you a set of rules, right? They're going to tell you, this is what you need to do to prepare for surgery. Can I tell you what usually happens? They'll tell you don't eat after midnight. <laughs> or they'll tell you don't eat in the next 20 or 12 four hours. Can I tell you how I see this by the Spirit? Mark 9 and 29, right? Jesus Jesus is dealing with something that the disciples had tried to really deal with in their flesh. It was an evil spirit. Ooh, Jesus. It was an evil spirit, right? It was an unclean spirit. It was deaf. It was mute. Woo! It was non-responsive, my God, to, to what the disciples were trying to do. They were taking authority. My God, in the name of Jesus. They were taking authority. They were trying to take authority over it. They were trying to move in what they thought. Oh, my God. They were trying to move, and what they believe. My God, my God, this. Oh, oh, come on now. No, no. Let me back it up. Can I? Can I just back it up? Can? Will y'all just let me back it up and show you how I see it, and then I'm gonna get right on out of here. My God, I thank you. It says, yeah. Come on, let me back it up. Oh, Lord, it says. Oh, my God. Ah oh, gosh, it's time whoa, my God, my God, my God, let me back it up when they back it up, they back back, backed up, whoa, oh, my God, my God, my God, so uh hold on, let's back it up, let me get to it right this is at this is the transfiguration right this is this is what happens next, and it says, but I tell you they're talking about let me back it up to the thirteenth verse. Oh, Holy Spirit. It says, He replied, Elijah does indeed come first and he restores all things. They're talking about the transfiguration. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected? But I tell you that Elijah has indeed come and they've done to him whatever they wish. Just as it's written about, right? They were trying to complete pair. And he says, when they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. There's a large crowd and there's scribes. As soon as the people saw Jesus, they were filled with awe. There was a large group of people. And here they were, they were arguing with the scribes, right? And as soon as the people saw, him, and then he asked, he said, what are you disputing with them? He asked, he said, what are you disputing with them? And he says, someone And the crowd replied, teacher, I brought you my son who has a spirit that makes him mute. And he says, whenever it sees him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. There's so much in this spiritually. (laughs) Whatever this is, whatever this is, it seizes you. Come on, Holy Spirit. Can I just talk to you for just a second? Whatever this is. It seizes you. I'm just going to speak by the spirit. It throws you to the ground. Oh, and it leaves you in a state. My God. In which I can't teach this. In which you become rigid. Can I give you the meaning of what rigid means? Oh, my God. Rigid means deficient. I can't do this today. I can't. Oh, rigid means deficient. Or devoid of flexibility. <laughs> Whoa! When you when you rigid, you deficient. When you rigid, you stiff. When you rigid, you're unyielding. My God! When you rigid, rigid, you're you're inflexible. You're not relaxed. Oh my 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 my! When you're rigid, so whatever this thing is, come on, Holy Spirit, it ceases. Oh Jesus! Come on. My God, I thank you. It, oh, it seizes. My God, it seizes you. I not, I'm i knocking stuff over. It seizes you. Oh, this is so much revelation. I can't, I'm only going to give you what he tells me. It seizes you. My God, it throws you to the ground. It foams at the mouth, gnashes the teeth, becomes rigid. Then it says, I ask your disciples, oh God, to drive it out but they were unable doing everything in their power, right? They were unable. And it says, it says, and then this is what Jesus says. He says, oh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long must I remain with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Oh, my God. Can I say this this morning? Bring my God, my God. Bring the situation. Oh, bring the boy to me. Bring the situation to me. Oh, bring the situation to Jesus. Come on, y'all. My God. Bring the boy to me. Bring the situation to me. It says, How long are you not gonna believe? Bring the boy to me. Oh, Jesus. He says bring, bring the boy to me, bring the situation to me. He says so they brought it they brought it to him. <laughs> they brought him and seeing Jesus <laughs> I'm gone. Seeing Jesus, seeing Jesus. Not not saying nothing. Not doing nothing. Bring it to me. The next part of the scripture says seeing Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Seeing Jesus, seeing Jesus, didn't say he cast it out, didn't say he said much. It says, so they brought him and seeing Jesus, my God, the spirit immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth, right? Intensity, looks like intensity, looks like pressure, right? Looks, looks like pressure, looks like intensity, looks like it's manifested, looks like because the blood attached itself to it, that the pain is getting worse, looks like since you presented the situation to Jesus, my God, that it's getting worse, but it's not getting worse, come on now, it's set up for a miracle, my God, he said, so he brought him to them and sent Jesus, seeing Jesus, now as soon as Jesus get there, Soon as Jesus get on the scene. Soon as it's put under the blood. Woo, Jesus. So soon as soon as you made up your mind to trust God, my God, it acts up. <laughs> soon as you decide to trust God, it acts up. <laughs> he, said, he said he fell to the ground, rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the voice, "Father, how long has this been with him?" He said, "From childhood, it often throws him into the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. I can't do. It. Trying to sk- to kill him, trying to take him out, trying to take out your. Come on now, come on now. His presence is enough, but the fact that come on now the." Pre- Can I tell you something? The pressure will always seem insurmountable when you put it under the blood. My God, can I tell you why? Because the principality, oh my God, because the principality recognizes the authority of Jesus Christ. Because the principality recognizes and knows that it's just about out of time. So it's going to throw its best shot, baby. It's going to throw its best shot. It's going to push in with the most pain. It's going to present the worst circumstance. It's going to present the worst situation. Because he knows he's just about out of time. So if he can get you to faint if he can get you to to change your mouth and put your mouth in a different direction because life and death is in the power of the tongue, if he can get you to change positions with your mouth, that's all the pressure has been about so that you can come out of faith, so that you can come on now. Seeing Jesus, he begins to cut up. The only reason he cutting up, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and spirit of darkness. So he already knows that if Jesus is on the scene, he already knows that if you take your stance in the blood, he already knows if you trust and obey, his time is just about up. My God. Come on, Holy Spirit. So seeing Jesus, just seeing Jesus, he already knows. Well, let me give it my last shot. Ooh, Jesus. Let me... Let me apply pressure on the pain. Let me make them think it ain't going to work. Let me make them think healing ain't their virtue. Let me make them think the marriage can be restored. It'll make you think it's going from worse to worse. But once you apply the blood, once you trust and obey, once you really surrender, once God really arrests your heart and says, no, it is not unto death. Oh, Jesus. This situation, come on now. This sickness, this circumstance, your children, the addiction, the the whatever. It's not unto death. Woo! Jesus, Jesus, it's not unto death. He said. He said. He said. How long? He said. Often those. It, it it It's come. Come on now. It's coming for your compassion. It's coming for your love. It's coming for your power. It doesn't want you to trust in the truth of God. It's coming for your assignment. It's coming for your ministry. It's trying to make you give up in your mouth. See, when Jesus was saying, take no thought, my God. Go over to Matthew. When he says, take no thought, he says, therefore, I say, take no thought. Take no thought for your life. What you shall eat. Then he goes down and he tells the word, don't take that thought. (laughs) Don't take that thought, though the pressure may seem like the provision is there. Though the pressure may seem like the healing is there. Though the pressure may seem like the marriage ain't gonna work. Though the pressure may seem like Shonda, your prayers are not working. Take no thought. What how do I take the thought? The moment that I speak it out of my mouth is when I take the thought. Ooh, Jesus. It's not that the thought's not going to come. It's not that you abnormal and you can block the thoughts. That's not it. You don't take the thought. And how I don't take the thought is I don't release it out of my mouth. (laughs) Even though I might feel the pressure. Even though the situation may be overwhelming. Even though the situation, I'm not going to take, I'm not taking, I'm not taking this thought. I'm not taking, because when I take possession of the thought, it's going to come out my mouth. I'm not taking this thought. Yeah, I feel bad, but by his stripes, I am healed. Now, my marriage ain't in a good place, but the word of the Lord says that he's going to heal my marriage. It's not that I don't deny that the pain isn't real. It's not that I deny that the situation doesn't exist. It's that I don't take the thought. I don't present the thought as a truth. And the way that I present the thought as a truth is that I speak it out of my mouth. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. The fruit of it, the the fruit out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If my heart is, if it's in my heart, it's because somewhere I took captive of the thought I made this thought my truth and my reality. So I'm not getting ready to take the thought. Let me go back over here. It says, how long has it been with him from childhood? Whoa! It often throws him into the fire and into the water trying to kill him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Oh! Jesus Jesus says, Oh! Goodness! If you can... (laughs) Jesus says, if if you can, whatever is asked in my name, whatever is the will of my Father, if you can, he says if you can, he said all things, you think it ain't God's desire for your marriage to be restored when he a covenant God? You think it's God's Desire for you not to prosper and your soul is not prospered when he's a covenant God, when he's a God that says he'll supply all your needs according to your riches and glory. You think it's God's desire that your womb be barren when there's a desire and a little girl and a little boy that you've been dreaming about? My God, a set of twins. I thank you for the divine manifestation of twins in wombs in Jesus' name. Lord, God, give them double. My God, for their trouble. You think it's not God's desire to do exceedingly abundantly above all? My God. All you could think of and more—you think it's not desi- God's desire to supply all your needs according to His riches and glory? That don't add up. He said, "If you can," Ooh. he said, "All things." My God, put that in your notes today. All things are possible to those who believe. Ooh. My God, you think it's not that God's desire to not heal you? To restore you. think You think it's not God's desire. For you to excel and do well. Come on y'all. He said, he said if you can. <laughs> echoed Jesus. All things are possible to him believe. Immediately. <laughs> oh, the boy's father cried out. I do believe. Woo! That need to be y'all testimony today. Lord I do believe. <laughs> I do believe. Just help me with my unbelief. I do believe, Father. My God, just help me. Will you not revive my children? That's a scripture. Will you not revive my marriage? Will you not revive my finances? Will you not revive my health? Will you not help my hair to even grow back? For real, y'all. My God, will you not revive so that you can get the glory so God can see your hand throughout the earth? He says, immediately, the boy's boy's father cried out, I do believe, help my unbelief. Then, when Jesus saw the crowd had come running (laughs) on public display, when Jesus saw, when, when it needed to become a testimony to somebody else's life, Right? When I told you, it's not until the surgery, some things are not revealed until the surgery happens. Some things are not revealed until you're opened up. That was the woman of God's testimony. He says, immediately the voice father cried out, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd had come running, <laughs> front and center, <laughs> when it don't make sense, <laughs> when A public presentation, lungs, a heart, kidneys, things, things that cannot be seen on the screen. He says, when I saw a crowd running, he rebuked the unclean spirit. He said, you deaf and mute spirit, Courtney, on public display, putting your needs out before a prayer group or with somebody you don't even understand. You don't even know. Come on now, you deaf and mute spirit. He said, "I command you to come out and never." He just said, "Come out." He said, "You can't come back." <laughs> he said, "You couldn't come out." He said, "I command you in the name of Jesus. You come out, but never come in." He says, after shrieking and convulsing him violently again, the spirit came out. The boy became like a corpse, so that many said he is dead. Looked like he was dead. God, look like he was dead. Look like he was dead. Look like he was dead. Appeared like he was broken. Fit looked like it was over. It said, after shrieking and convulsing, somebody said he is dead, but Jesus took him by the hand. Woo! I need to give you this. Helped him to his feet. <laughs> Thank you for standing us up and stood him up. Woo! This is the part I wanted to get to. Woo! Jesus, when it don't make no sense. After Jesus had gone into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive this out? (laughs) Jesus answered, this kind cannot come out except by prayer and fasting. Come on now. There's a level of fasting that you're going to have to go through for this to come out. So Before, come on now, even before the surgery, right? Let me round this up. Even before the surgery, they're usually going to ask you, my God, come on, y'all. They're usually going to say to you, look, I need you to abstain from anything to drink or eat after midnight. And then when they get you to the surgery room, they don't just lay you open. They prep you. Come on now. They prep you. That's how I know God is tender. That's how I know God is responsive. They don't, he don't just slice you open. He already been prepping you. He already been prodding you through the Holy Spirit. He already been dealing with you. He already been leading you to a place to tell you you need surgery. He's already been telling you, it's some stuff I need to be fixing in your life. My God, there's some stuff that I need to be fixing in your life. There's some stuff that's going on underneath that you don't even know is going on. He's already been prodding you. He's already been pushing you to a place. You've already felt the prompting. That's why you keep showing up here. You already know there's something deeper that you need to get to. You know that there's something more that's required out of your life, right? So they prep you. They check They check your vital signs. Oh, Jesus. My God, they want to make sure you're in the right condition for surgery. They want to make sure your heart is strong enough for surgery. They want to make sure you ain't got no infection, my God, for surgery, right? So there's a prepping, there's a fasting, <clears throat> my God, and then there's a prepping. Oh, I almost punched my wall. There's a fasting And then there's a prepping. There's a preparation period. Oh, my, my, my. There's a fasting. There's a prayer time. See, prayer lays the way. My God. Praise lays the way. Praise is the first key. Then there's a... We're tearing down strongholds. So there's a fasting. And then there's a preparation. My God fasting and then preparation my god come on now Fasting. there's a fasting and then there's a preparation right so there's a preparation period they're gonna make sure all your vitals my god that's why i know god is gentle that's why i know he's a gentleman that's why i know but he's a skilled surgeon at the same time so there's a preparation right so then once there's a preparation Woo! Can I tell you something else I know? They put you in a room that's sterile. <laughs> they don't perform surgery on you out in the open around everybody. I'm I'm out. I'm gone. I'm gone this morning. They don't perform surgery on you just out in the open. That's not how that happens. That's why sometimes things happen in your life and people don't understand the change. That's why you don't have to speak and talk about your change, all that who I'm changing and all that other stuff. No, when God is changing you and doing something significant in your life, after fasting comes the preparation. They place you in a room that's sterile, that's sanctified, that's set up. Woo! My God, that ain't been tainted. My God, can I tell you all the different things that go on in the surgery room? Can I tell you there's a scrub tech? My God, to make sure things are sterile, that's their job. Can I tell you? There's an anesthesia, there's a doctor of anesthesia. That's his job. Ooh, come on, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Can I tell Can I tell you? There's an anesthesia doctor to make sure that you get just enough to put you asleep. Ooh, but not too much that you can't wake up. Can I tell you there's a nurse my God, inside the room as well, that will care for you. Come on now. My God, can I tell you that? Can I tell you it's not just the surgeon? Can I tell you it's not just the surgeon? There's a whole staff, my God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. There's a whole staff, my God, put in place my god there's apostles there's teachers there's a whole staff my god there's there's even can i tell you something you even got a discharge nurse the discharge nurse is not the same as the come on now so there's a place That he takes you. There's a sterilization. There's a place, a secret place. He, she who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. See, there's a secret place he desires to take you to. My God. So that when he opens you up. My God. You're not tainted my god he don't want you to get c difficile he doesn't want you to pick up mrsa he doesn't want you to pick up a staph infection he's not trying to get you to get a, a gram negative bacteria he already knows that you're in a place of sensitivity so he doesn't want you to pick up staff. he wants to put you in the most sterile environment Woo! The most sterile environment, right? He wants to put you in the most sterile env- So don't fight the sterility of the environment. Don't fight the sterileness. Don't fight the isolation. Don't fight the places he's taken to. It's necessary for you to spend some alone time. It's necessary for you to be in the secret. He wants to put you in a sterile environment so that he can perform surgery on you. My God! So when the word opens you up, right? When the surgeon opens you up, because only the per- only only the one that knows you can do this. Only the one that knows you can do this. So that when the surgeon opens you up, my God! Only when the search, oh, when the surgeon, when the surgeon opens you up, right? He opens you up. He'll be able to see all of the things that need to be fixed. <laughs> He'll be able to see all of the neat things he needs to fix. Why? Because he's skilled art and design for what he's called you to. He knows what's supposed to be in your body and what's not. Men's students not in school just to be in school. Men's students are in school because that's the skill set they need. So when he opens you up, the surgeon is able to discover, baby, that ain't supposed to be there. Baby, that that's out of alignment. Baby, you've been walking in too much hate. Ba- baby, baby, this this is discouragement. Baby, this is worry. Baby, this is fear. Baby, this is strife. Baby, this is unbelief. When the skilled surgeon opens you up, he's able to tell you. So can I tell you this? And then after surgery, <laughs> there's always recovery time. <laughs> Can I just speak by the spirit? Some of y'all move too fast after surgery. Can I tell you what happened? I had surgery on my foot, and I was so busy trying to to get to get back to walking, to get back to mobility that I positioned myself to move too fast. Well, when I went back to the doctor to for them to wrap my bandages, and I'm like, oh, that's six weeks. I determined my healing time. Not the Lord. I determined my healing time. I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm gone. Recovery is a part of healing. Right? So when I got back to the doctor and I was like, okay, I know you're going to take these bandages off. He said, Miss Johnson, I can't take your bandages off because your foot ain't healed yet. Ooh. I can't take these bandages off. You're still requiring special attention. Come on, y'all. You're still requiring special attention. I cannot take these bandages off yet, Miss Johnson, because you're still requiring special attention. Your foot is not, as a matter of fact, the pin because I had to have a pin in my foot. The pin that I placed in your foot to hold it all together looks like it's out of position. So, Miss Johnson, I got to rewrap you. I got to rebandage you up. We cannot rush your healing process, or your foot not gonna come out right. Can I? T- <laughs> Can I tell you something? It was frustrating. It was overwhelming because I was ready to move. I was ready to do some things. I had already had surgery on the other foot. I had already seen the other foot heal quickly, but what I did was I fell into the danger of comparison. I thought because this foot moved and healed at a specific time, that this foot would do it, well, can I tell you this foot had to have an extension to the surgery. I had to actually have a ligament cut and dropped. that's not what happened on this foot. This foot needed more detail. this foot had to have more more had, had to have a little bit more things that were discovered when they got in there that needed to happen. once this foot was finished, I had to spin proper time in recovery they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount upon wings like eagles they shall run and not get weary they shall walk and not faint my god do you not know that your god is healer so take no thought take no thought take take no thought don't take the thoughts don't make them life take no thoughts take no thoughts The pressure is just a smoke screen so that you can come in alignment out your mouth with what the enemy hopes you will believe, which is unbelief. Ask the Lord to help you with your unbelief. He's only applying pressure so you won't believe. (laughs) And God, can I tell you something? God is the skilled surgeon. He just, he's trying to deal with you on some things. He's trying to open you up. So you can come full blossom and full blown. I love you. Father God, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We, we got to get in our confessions today. Can we get in our confessions today? Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father God, that we are. Can I say that? That we are giving birth to new things today. I thank you, Lord God, that we um <laughs> that we just lay at your feet. <laughs> we take no thoughts. Ca- we take captive our thoughts we take no thought that does not align up with your word we thank you for aligning us with our destinies we thank you father god that you are the skilled surgeon that's the skilled surgeon come on now come on now mama Jeanette said it come on now i caused myself to have emergency surgery because i didn't let myself like you just you did you not allow yourself to heal not allow yourself time to heal come on now Don't rush the process. My God, let the word do the greater work. The surgeon will tell you when you healed. The surgeon will tell you when you are ready. I was trying to determine I was healed. The surgeon was like, Lakeisha, your foot is not ready. So where my other foot was six weeks, this foot was 10 weeks. I had to go 10 weeks in a bandage on my right foot. I had to go six weeks in a bandage on my left foot, right? But because I was used to moving around a certain way, Right, I like to be mobile. Sitting still was difficult me. Healing requires time for you to sit still. Let's do our list of confessions. Come on, y'all. We're getting ready to do our Joyce Meyer list of confessions. This is how we confess the word of God. Don't skip this part in your day. It's rearranging and correcting your thoughts and what you see and what you say and how you feel about yourself. Come on. It says, I'm a new creature in Christ. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. We shut down every voice of the enemy and every trap. I have died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. No weapon That is formed against me. This is the word of the Lord you confessing over yourself. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. But every tongue that rises against me in judgment. I shall show to be in the wrong. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life. Spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ. Casting down every imagination and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God as a man thinketh in his heart. So is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things that he offers me. I don't speak negative things on purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. I never bind a sister or brother with the words of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to anger. I'm a doer of the word. I meditate on the word all day long. I will study the word of God. I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word pray, minister, or praise God. But I'm alert and full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give. I got to give y'all one more thing, too. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. I cast all the care on the Lord. He cares for me. I don't have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. I do not fear. I am not guilty. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man and I'm judged by no one. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, discerning of spirit, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, healing, and prophecy. I walk in the spirit all of the time. I've been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust, with no fear of rejection or being hurt. I have compassion and understanding for all people. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. My God, I catch the enemy and all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose whether to believe the word of God. Work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence, making the most of all my time. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility, and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good, and I weigh what God wants me to weigh. Pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they will recover I have a teachable spirit I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh I've humbled myself and God has exalted me I do what I say I will do and I get where I'm going on time I don't hurry and rush I do one thing at a time I'm anointed of God for ministry I'm an obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me my husband is wise thank you for a wise husband Thank you, my husband is so wise, Lord God. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. All my children have lots of Christian friends. And God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children love to pray and study the word. They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. All my household are blessed in their deeds. Bless when we come in. Bless when we go out. And all that I own is paid for. I don't know, man, nothing. Somebody say, I don't know, man, nothing except to love of. I need to give you this. I need to tell you this. The other part of my healing process, my physical therapist had told me, I really don't want you in heels. <laughs> And I love high heels. I am almost six feet and I still like heels. My physical therapist has said to me, I really don't want you in heels because the fact is this problem that you had before and your feet could return. You really need to leave high heels alone. Right. And I still occasionally will wear high heels. Well, lately I had noticed some problems with my feet bothering me. Right. Even when we've been in COVID because I still have to go out and work it for the church I wear heels, right? I'll jump in heels, I'll praise, I'll shout in heels. And I noticed a few, my feet were starting to give me pain. And so sometimes I'm giving you this because we are in continued maintenance. Remember I told you when we have experienced things and we've gotten breakthrough, sometimes some of us don't like the continued maintenance. The continued maintenance for me was minimized The length of the heels minimize your heel usage. Don't wear no heels, wear flats. Heels are not good for you. Yeah, what? So, the other day when I was having foot spasms, and I sent my stuff to my physical therapist, and he said, First of all, I need you to do the exercises I gave you, two, I need you to put the things in your feet that I gave you, and then the Holy Spirit said, Three. You know you're not really supposed to be wearing heels. You're definitely not supposed to be jumping, running, and shouting in heels. Continued maintenance of the process so that my feet could be healthy and not give me problems during the weight. Continued maintenance. Ooh, continued maintenance. I love y'all. We gotta go. I love y'all so much more than anything. I love. continued maintenance. Got to maintain that thing. We're going to get a little brief, a little breakthrough, get a heal, and we're going to continue the maintenance for the process. Continue maintenance. My God, two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to partner with this ministry and give, pray and ask. Pray, God, should I partner with LMJ Ministries? Go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, and give there, or cash app us, dollar sign LMJ Ministry. That's simple. Just ask God, God, am I supposed to partner? Do I need to give? Father God, I thank you. For giving seed to the sower. I thank you for blessing the giving of their people. And I thank you, Lord God, that you will give them more seed to sow and more fruit abound to their account. And you can go find out all the ways that we sow. My second thing, which is so important. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, or you've been kind of on the fence, and I know God is drawing people here who've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's why I want you to keep sharing the devotional. There are people being drawn here that do not know Jesus or who have been in just kind of a state it says, Dear Jesus, I say this after me. I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. And I promise to love you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email. We want to send you some materials. Info at justbeenlmj.com. Send us an email. Send us your address. Say, I want those materials. I prayed the faith faith and well. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to lakeishamjohnson.com today.